Hey guys, welcome to another 100-yard coverage podcast presented by FantasyFootballObserver.com. I am the editor, Stefan Arnold, and with me, as always, is Dakota Vanderhoff. Dakota, how you doing this Monday morning, sir? Um, I'm recovering from some sickness over the weekend, but I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing this fine Monday morning, Stefan? Good, yeah. I, I don't know if I've got some allergies or fighting some some dust or something, but uh, yeah, I'm a s- little sniffly as well. Yeah, it is that time of the year. All right, guys, this is our uh, Monday waiver wire podcast episode where we give you all of our top picks from the waiver wire guys who are still out there available in most leagues, and we'll also let you know some injuries and whatnot. But first things first, Dakota. My Seahawks versus your Eagles this week. Me versus you. What do you think about that? I like this game. I always like the Seahawks and Eagles. I have a lot of family members that are Seahawks fans from Seattle. So it's a big rivalry for me. <clears throat> so I always really enjoy these games. Unfortunately, the last few times that we've met up, um, Russell Wilson has probably single-handedly beat us. But this time it's in Philly, so I'm excited for this matchup. Yeah, it should be a, a good game. Um I was looking at your defensive matchups there from the, the Eagles' defense. Uh, last time you guys faced uh, kind of a complete team with a good passer and a good running back, Minnesota and Dallas, you gave up 38 and 37 points respectively. But, um, you know, your defense came on, came together a little bit uh, yesterday against the uh, Patriots in a loss. Yeah, I thought the defense looked pretty good last, uh, yesterday. Uh, it's sad that this game, uh, the Seahawks and the Eagles, they they got flexed out of the Sunday night spot. So that's unfortunate. But we'll still have fun. That's just because of uh, NFLs and, in general, major league sports and major television uh, disrespecting all Seattle teams. But other than that, uh, you know, no worries. Well, let's get into other games this week, guys. Um, as far as injuries goes, Marlon Mack injured his hand. Sunday, and he is most likely going to miss Thursday's game in Houston. I think what I saw is that he broke his hand and he's having surgery, so that could be a serious injury. Yeah, unfortunately, I really like him, and I had him on a a DFS lineup yesterday that was really doing well, and unfortunately, with with him leaving with almost half in the game, I, uh, I could have done a little bit better, but... Still made a little bit of money, so that wasn't too bad. But I really like him as a player, and hopefully he'll be back on the field soon. We'll talk about his replacement or possible replacement a little bit later in this show. Um, Deshaun Watson of the Texans had an ankle injury. He actually played the next play um, and should be okay for Week 12. Some older injuries to look keep an eye on, uh, according to the thefootballguys.com, is James Conner re-aggravating his shoulder strain. He may miss Week 12. Also for the Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson both have concussions, so they may miss Week 12 as well. And for the 49ers, George Kittle is still dealing with that knee injury, and he is doubtful for Week 12. Last week for waivers, guys, Dakota told you to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo. He threw four touchdowns against the Cardinals. We also suggested picking up Kalen Balage and Darius Geis, who both scored touchdowns. And in our bonus Start Sit podcast, we suggested starting Calvin Ridley. He had 143 receiving yards and a touchdown against the Panthers. 
Yeah, guys, go back and listen to our playoff matchup section of our bonus episode last week. Um, it's the first, just skip the first 11 minutes, and then we have uh, our best playoff matchup teams that you can um, target uh, their players for having really nice matchups in week 14, 15, and 16. All right, Dakota, let's get into our waiver wire picks for week 12. Let's start out wide with your pick for the Oakland Raiders wide receiver Hunter Renfro. What do you like about him? I like Hunter Renfro because he's starting to emerge as the uh, number one wide receiver on the team. He's only 8% owned, and his upcoming schedule is actually pretty enticing. He plays at the New York Gents and then at Kansas City. And so I think as a number one target for an offense that's actually moving the ball quite decently because of their run game, I think Hunter Renfro becomes a good play. Um, he was second most for targets on his team, and he was first most in the wide, pres- wide receiver position. Um, Darren Waller received the most targets by just one. So, And he was also tied for the most receptions. He was five for 66. But in the last three weeks, he's been six for 54 and one, four for 42, and five for 66. So he's someone who is definitely getting the job done. He's getting a lot of crossing routes, and he's getting a lot of um, dump-off passes. But he's making it work for him, and he's getting a lot of targets. So... Hunter Renfro actually becomes a decent flex play, especially going up against the Jets and the Chiefs, who have weak secondaries. Yeah, that's a really nice um, duo of the next two games at New York Jets and at Kansas City. After that, he faces Tennessee. He's 14% owned in Yahoo, so a little bit more owned in Yahoo than ESPN. But his targets are really interesting. Last four weeks, he's had four, seven, five, and six. But check this out. In um, every single week but week one, he's been first or second in targets for the wide receiver spot. Obviously, uh, Darren Waller has taken up a chunk of those, but every week uh, Hunter is one of the uh, top wide receivers for the team, so he's definitely a nice pick for the next couple of weeks. Last three out of four weeks, he's had 66 yards receiving or a touchdown or both, so I think he's a nice um, flex play for you as a guy you can pick up in Week 12. Yeah, I think a couple of other uh, wide receivers you can look at this week are Randall Cobb of the Cowboys. He's 15% owned. Uh, He's had a couple of really good weeks, 100-plus yards and a touchdown each of the last two weeks. His schedule isn't great, however. He faces at New England, the Buffalo, and Chicago. And then also Nikhil Harry of the Patriots is in his second game, so... Um, we'll see how he does after a Philip Dorsett uh, concussion this past week. So if Dorsett is out, Harry might be a decent play. I, th- I think that Harry might actually have to jump the depth chart over Mohamed Sanu before he becomes somewhat relevant. Sorry, Sanu ended up taking up a lot more of the offense than I ever expected him to. So I think Sanu actually is like the number two wide receiver on that team right now. Do you know his ownership percentage off the top of your head? I, I don't, but I know that's well over 50%. Yeah, he's owned by 82%, so that's quite a bit. But, yeah, we'll have to see. I, I think you're right. Sanu is definitely the guy that you'd want in that situation. But maybe Harry is a guy you could pick off the wire and see what he does. I am going to talk about his teammate Ben Watson here in a little bit. And I do like their playoff schedule. So I, I'm not completely opposed to Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about Watson when we talk about tight ends. But first, let's talk about quarterbacks. 
I'm going to go with Sam Darnold this week. He's facing the Oakland Raiders, coming off a 293-yard passing game and four touchdowns versus the Redskins. Oakland has given up 24 or more points in all but three weeks. Those three weeks, they faced Denver, Chicago, and Cincinnati, so just three pretty pathetic offenses. Um, Sam Darnold's probably not going to be on the field as much this week because Oakland has a good offense, but I still like him, especially available this late in the season. Excuse me, he is owned in 22% of Yahoo leagues. After facing Oakland, he faces at Cincinnati and Miami, so just a really, really nice um, setup there. Yeah, what I like about this matchup is that the Oakland defense definitely funnels the opposing offense into passing. Their defensive line, their run-stopping abilities are actually somewhat decent, and their secondary is terrible. So it's easier for a team to pass on them than it is for them to run on them. And when you got someone like Le'Veon Bell coming out of the backfield, I don't think that's going to matter all that much. They're going to be passing the ball a lot. So Sam Darnold's going to be the, the beneficiary of this matchup. Yeah, he should do okay. Um, we've we've uh, hyped him up as having a great uh, schedule down the stretch for several weeks. So, Yeah, he has been a bit of a disappointment. Along with um, Robbie Anderson, I noticed Robbie Anderson is actually underneath that 50% threshold. How do you feel about playing Robbie Anderson? Um, I feel like he belongs off your team or maybe on your bench if you've got really long rosters. Uh, I've had him for several weeks hoping for a bounce back, and it just hasn't happened. Yeah, I, I was excited agree. to see he had a touchdown yesterday, but that's literally all he did. I think he only had that one catch for like a six-yard touchdown. Yeah, it was like one catch, six yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I've been really disappointed with Robbie Anderson too, and I I noticed that he was under that 50% threshold, and I thought about adding him to my wide receiver list, but I'm going to keep him off. I don't think he's worth adding. He just hasn't shown it yet, and Darnold's had some big games uh, since he's been back, since Darnold's been back. So, I mean, certainly he could break out, but... I, I just can't trust Robbie Anderson with what the, what he's done in the past few weeks. Just can't trust him. Jamison Crowder has been the number one target there, and he's looked actually really good. So I think Robbie Anderson's done. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe for the next few weeks at least. But let me ask you an important question, Dakota. Do you enjoy setting your underwear on fire and running around the house? <laughs> No, I don't, actually. You had to think about it. I I could tell. But uh, no, yeah, if you do enjoy setting your underwear on fire and running around the house, you may want to start Baker Mayfield this week. He's 54% owned in Yahoo Leagues, but he does play Miami. So who knows what you're going to get out of that Cleveland team and against Miami specifically. But um, he's another guy you could look at at quarterback on Fantasy Football Observer. Com in our waiver wire uh, blog that is a companion to this podcast. I'll be writing up Jacoby Brissett of the Colts, who faces Houston on Thursday. Well, Dakota, let's switch over to tight end. Um, you chose Ben Watson, as you said, from the Patriots. What do you like about Watson this week? Um, maybe not necessarily this week. He plays Dallas, which is kind of a difficult matchup but he is getting 75 percent of the snaps or more in, in the last four games and he's averaging almost four targets so he's acting as the number one tight end option on the new england patriots and new england patriots really love the tight end position so i like ben watson more um down i like ben watson more down 
down the season more than I like him this uh, next upcoming week. But I definitely like his playoff schedule and I like his upcoming schedule. So after Dallas, he plays at Houston and then Kansas City and then after that, Cincinnati. So those are some really favorable matchups for a tight end position or a tight end that it's only 3% owned. Yeah, he's 2% owned in Yahoo. Um, as you said, that that next four is really good. The Ravens just destroyed the Texans. Um, Dallas is a little bit more of a difficult matchup, but after the the Cowboys with the Texans and the Chiefs and then, of course, the Bengals, um, that is a pretty sweet matchup. Yeah, and if... Other guys you might... Go ahead. And if you are looking for a tight end that you want to stream this week or that you need to fill in a spot, Ryan Griffin of the New York Jets is only 1% owned and he plays Oakland. We just talked about this matchup. Well, Chris Herndon is on IR, so... Ryan Griffin is going to be the acting tight end for the rest of the year, and he's actually been pretty good, so I like him. I think he's an excellent second choice there. Um, and another guy you can look at is Jacob Hollister, who's taken over as the top uh, tight end in Seattle with Will Disley and Luke Wilson being injured. Jacob Hollister has 15 and 12 Yahoo points the last couple of weeks. He's had three touchdowns in the last two weeks, and he goes against... The Eagles this week, who um, tend to funnel passes uh, much better than they allow the run. So that's not a bad choice there as well. At running back, I'm going to go with Jonathan Williams of the Colts. Um, This was a difficult choice. Not a ton of great options out there, but with Marlon Mack likely missing Thursday's game in Houston with that hand injury, and Jordan Wilkins uh, suffering an ankle injury and maybe not even playing as well. Um, Jonathan Williams will lead that backfield. So he had 13 carries for 116 yards after Mack went out yesterday. And uh, so we should see him lead that, that backfield as long as Wilkins isn't back. So the nice thing about picking uh, Williams even though it's a little bit of a thinner play, is that it's a Thursday game. So if Wilkins is active, I may not go with Jonathan Williams. I think it would be a low floor, low ceiling kind of play. But if Wilkins is not active, then you can start Williams. And because it is a Thursday game, you can make all those decisions before Sunday and either uh, drop him immediately before the Thursday game and pick up somebody else. Other running backs you can uh, choose are Darius Geis, who's 47% owned. The Washington back had seven rushes and a 45-yard touchdown reception in his first game back since the IR. So he's a good play, still available in about half the leagues. I want to just say Darius Geis was probably our best uh, waiver wire last week. That was an excellent choice. He kind of snuck up on me even, and for you to catch him like that, I thought it was just a great, it was an excellent um, waiver wire pickup. I picked him up on one of my leagues where I needed a running back desperately, and it was the perfect fill-in. So thank you. You're welcome. As I said, guys, it's pretty thin. Jai is 22% owned. He just got signed by the Eagles and will face Seattle. And Trey Edmonds in Pittsburgh faces the Bengals, and uh, they're pretty banged up in the backfield there. That should do it for running backs. For defenses, Dakota, you chose the Denver Broncos. What do you like about them this week? Well, they're only 17% owned, and they're playing at Buffalo this week. Uh, This time of the year in Buffalo, it's often very cold and windy, and it's played outside. 
And these are two decent defenses that are going to be battling each other off in the cold. And they're two slower offenses as well. So I think that this is just going to be a very slow game. It's going to be a very boring game. It's going to be a very low-scoring game. And those are the kind of games that I like to invest my defensive position into. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, On the other end of the spectrum, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. They actually face uh, Tampa Bay this week, which is kind of counterintuitive. Falcons are 2% owned, but the last couple of weeks they've actually really come on as far as a defense and even an offense. They had 10 points a couple of weeks ago against the Saints and 20 fantasy points as a defense against the Panthers on Sunday. Against the Saints, they had six sacks, and against the uh, Panthers on this past Sunday, they had five sacks and four interceptions. Uh, And, of course, when facing Tampa Bay, you're facing Jameis Winston, so um, definitely an option opportunity to get more interceptions and maybe take one to the house. So I'm going to pick them, even though that might be a little bit more of a shootout game. Yeah, the Atlanta defense has really just flipped a switch. I mean, unfortunately, it was a little late in the season, but yeah, they've actually become, in the last two weeks, they've actually shown themselves as one of the elite units in the NFL. Yeah, it's been a very strange last two weeks for them. They've they've looked like a playoff team, looked like at least a wild card team, but, you know, they ha- already have seven losses, I believe, so it's going to be too late for them uh, to get in the playoffs, but really interesting turnaround, and we'll see what that does for Dan Quinn and the rest of the coaching staff, maybe they can hang on to their jobs. Yeah, I was not expecting the performance that Atlanta gave the Panthers last week. Uh, Kyle Allen was actually one of my streaming quarterbacks, and if you listen to any other popular podcast, there was other analysts out there that recommended Kyle Allen. Panthers got completely shut down. Yeah, it was a, a surprising uh, game. As I watched it come across on the on the. Uh, on the scroll there on the bottom of the TV, I was like, whoa, what is going on in Carolina? But uh, we'll see how they do this week against the uh, Bucks. Once again, guys, uh, check out FantasyFootballObserver.com for m- more and different wave wire picks uh, later this evening, Monday evening, and we will have more of our best bets for you in Week 12. And then stay tuned after the break, guys, for a quick explanation of our state of the franchise podcast episodes coming up in January about everything about each franchise and how their fantasy players are going to be set up for 2020. Dakota, what is your Twitter handle, sir? You can reach me at Twitter. You can reach me on Twitter at at Dakota Vanderhoff, and you just got to drop the O out of Dakota. Yeah, I am FF Observer on Twitter, so uh, let me know if you have any questions. Would love to help you guys out on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast, guys, and tell your most popular friends. Really love to hear any thoughts you have on the podcast, good or bad. Love that feedback. Keep giving it. But that should do it, guys, for our Week 12 Waiver Wire podcast. Later this week, we will have our bonus podcast on starts and sits. And other than that, we will talk to you later. Peace out. As we said, guys, we're really excited to bring the State of the Franchise podcast episodes starting this January on the 100-yard coverage podcast. We'll have season recaps, cap situations, positional ranks, possible trades, draft targets, and even eBay fines of your favorite team. 
So we're really looking forward to telling you which fantasy football positions on each team have the arrow pointed up and the arrow pointed down. Can't wait to begin talking about the 2020 football season as soon as this season ends. So please subscribe to this podcast and you'll be ready to join us with the State of the Franchise podcast episodes starting in January. See you then.